Hello, everyone. Welcome to Bringing Virtual Care Home. My name's Tina Nall, and I'm the Chief Clinical Officer at Anelto, and I will be your host. My guest today is Daniel Natus, who's the CEO of Anthogen. And I want to welcome Daniel to the program and let you all know that today we're going to be talking about preventing the problem, how AI brings a new path to value-based care. Welcome, Daniel. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, why don't we start out today by having you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, your background, and how you landed at Anthogen. Sure. I started out working for one of those big companies, in this case, GE as was. Um, and I got involved in the health business there a long time ago um, and really have been in and around the health healthcare industry for the last 40 years. About 20 years ago, I decided to strike out on my own, and I've started up a number of companies in this general space. But what we have at Anthogen, I think, is really unusual and hopefully an effective way of harnessing today's technology to help people stay healthier at home, empowered by their own abilities to maintain their health. Wow, that's great. Okay, well, so you, we're, I'm talking to an actual um, veteran and pioneer at the same time. So <laughs> um, can you tell us who Anthogen is and what is the Arta tool all about? Anthogen is a company that is really based on a global collection of people with the same attitude towards helping other people. From our operation in Australia, through India, Israel, London, and the United States, Anthogen's team are all people who've committed themselves to finding ways for people to stay healthy and improve their health without having to wait in line for the doctor or, for that matter, run into the emergency room. So as a group, we've had different experiences, but as a team, our focus has always been on how can we empower individuals and families to do a better job with those of us who have chronic conditions. And let me tell you, chronic conditions, when you start looking at arthritis, heart conditions, breathing problems, affect more than half the population. And if you look at the population of people who are over 45, which includes me, the numbers get even bigger. So the healthcare system is not going to do it for us. We all know that. What we have to do is find a way using modern technology to solve the problems for ourselves. And that's really what Anthogen is all about. Okay, and so talk a little bit about your Arta tool. Arta is a tool, it's a platform, it's an approach. Arta is a way of providing an AI-driven advocate, that's what Arta stands for, real-time advocate, an AI-driven experience for each individual that's personal to them, that tracks their own specific requirements and enables them as their advocate and their assistant 
to do a much better job dealing with the challenges they have with their own health on their own and in support of their family. Okay, and so how does um, a user <clears throat> uh, access ARDA? ARDA is, first of all, based on an individual's diagnosis, which means that it comes to them through their medical professional. The idea here is that your specific circumstances are identified and then a program is laid out for you in a phone app. In many cases, all you have is the phone itself, but in most cases, the phone is serving as a sensor as well as just something for you to look at. The entire secret of ARDA is that by looking at you in real time and measuring what's going on around you in real time, our AI is able to build up a picture of who you are and what you need and then talk you through it in real time. And that's why we call it the antigen real-time advocate. Using technology that has been around for a long time but never integrated, we take measurements, analysis, and then we provide action for the individual as they go through their day. One simple app, but driven by a lot of technology and backed by the underlying medical care required by the individual. Okay, and so I, I might have missed this, but would you be uh, selling directly to consumer or do you sell to the healthcare professionals who then distribute to the consumer? Because most consumers have some form of healthcare support, insurance, whatever it is, in many countries the government pays altogether, we don't charge the consumer. We put this in front of the consumer through the healthcare system, hopefully in all cases uh, at a very low cost to the individual and in many cases at no cost to the individual. Okay, and so how do you, um, how does Antigen overcome uh, the digital literacy of seniors who are the sufferers of many of these chronic diseases with regards to phone apps? Well, that is for sure the right question. And the answer is that, for starters, it doesn't have to be a phone app. It can be a tablet app. It can be a PC app. It can be on any, it can be on a television screen app. But mostly what you're asking is the complexity of using software. And the answer is that in most cases, every screen someone looks at gives them some information, tells them a joke, shows them a picture, and in most cases has one button to push. It's a big button, hard to miss, and it walks along in the course of the day so that we're not asking anyone to read a lot of detail. We're not asking anybody to understand how to manipulate software. We're talking to them one screen at a time with a big fat button to push. Okay, so um, I, I get the concept of AI, but is, is there an active clinical team looking at data being produced by individuals or is all of that data synthesized through AI and through that comes the recommended actions? That's really an excellent question um, because the fundamental assumption here is that an AI can eventually learn how you operate and what to say to you, but it has to start from a clinical base. And therefore, we have a large team of clinical advisors 
cardiologists, in the case of cardiac programs, orthopedic surgeons, in the case of arthritis, and in all the cases that we work with, including mental health professionals, in all the cases that we work with, we start from a position of understanding the condition, and then the AI matches real-life activities to the individual, but it's based on a clinical knowledge. Okay, that's great. Well, so when you talk about using devices other than the phone for collecting the data, do you lose that um, sensory data that um, someone carrying a phone um, collects? In fact, it's quite the opposite. We use the phone not just to talk to you, but we also use the phone to listen to you. So your step counter built into our program. Where you are, GPS, built into the program. For that matter, the weather, built into the program. So everything your phone can capture, we capture. But we capture more. Depending on your condition, we may have a sensor on your finger. Or you may have an Apple Watch. Don't want to use brand names. You may have any kind of watch. Um, there are a variety of sensors, but the intention here is to make it as if you have no sensors other than what you're used to having. And indeed, some of the technology we found in the marketplace, which is amazing technology, every day it gets better in terms of sensors, is entirely without touching the user. You look on your phone, you see your face, and all of a sudden we know an enormous amount about your health just by looking at the phone. So. We're delighted that so many other companies have spent time and effort developing sensors. Our effort is to take that information and bring it to an individual so it can help guide them through their day. Wow, that, that sounds uh, amazing. So what are the newest tools that Anthogen is releasing? You're talking about besides a hammer and a screwdriver? Sorry, couldn't resist. Uh, <laughs> we just released a platform for people with arthritis. And it's important because, aside from having to wait for a knee or hip replacement or whatever, um, it's important that people know they can actually put off and sometimes entirely avoid surgery by running through a series of exercises and activities that can solve their problem for them, at least for many years. Having released the arthritis product, if you will, we call it prehab as opposed to rehab because we're avoiding the surgery altogether. But of course, people do have surgeries and therefore we guide people through their experience of arthritis from the very first moment we try to avoid going to the doctor until after they've had surgery and bring them back to full strength. All of it is done at home. No need for any other individuals. You don't have to jet in your car and drive. You can do all of that in the comfort of your home. Wow. Um, after the arthritis product, we're also doing trials in the cardiac world. We actually have a trial operating in three countries, which is simply measuring what happens today for people who have heart problems and go to the hospital and get released. It could be a heart attack. It could be something less severe than that, maybe a stent. So we're comparing what happens today 
with normal medical care, rehabilitation, with what we have to offer. And what we're finding, and this is preliminary, is that people are much more likely to get through their cardiac rehabilitation if they do it at home than if they have to come into the clinic. And we're enabling that every single day. Yeah, I did see that on your website, and that was um, a high point of interest for me. Um, having spent some time in the remote patient monitoring space, um, <clears throat> which is what I currently do, um, we in the prior company I was with, we were looking at how to manage cardiac rehab at home because it was in the middle of the COVID pandemic where people couldn't get to the clinics to do their rehab. Um, so... You want to talk a little bit more about that particular program? I'd like to. The most important thing in cardiac rehab is to recognize that every individual's rehabilitation path will be different from everyone else's. But in order to take advantage of that, in order to deal with that difference, you have to know what's going on with the individual. Someone who comes to the clinic gets measured they do their exercises along with everyone else, and then they go home, and nothing happens for two more days, and they come back. But that's not how the human body works. The human body is changing all the time. It can be improving all the time, but only if you know what's going on with the human body. So by providing frequent, in fact, it can be even continuous, looks at the individual, we can make suggestions in the course of the day as to what they might be wanting to do now. I'll give you just one simple example. Almost everybody in rehabilitation programs is asked to go for a walk. It's a good thing. I try to do it myself. My dog insists that I do it. Um, but in any case, uh, going for a walk is not exactly just going for a walk. We're trying to get someone's heart rate to a certain level. We're trying to get someone to understand that they have to move their body. So coming to the gym and walking on the treadmill is a very controlled experience, but it's not life. Life is walking out there. And therefore, when we have people walking, we're also walking along with them, talking to them, sometimes even telling them a joke. Because for rehabilitation, one of the most important things is your psychological perspective. And we deal with that in our advocate by talking to the individual, and when we see that somebody is a little bit down, and we can tell they're down because they're not moving, they're not doing anything, we try to perk them up a bit too. All of that is part of being rehabilitated from a serious condition. Wow. Um, well, so can you tell us what is next for Anthogen? I sure would like to tell you. Depends on how life turns out, but I will tell you what we're aiming at. First of all, uh, having opened up our operation in Australia um, and, and the UK, what's next for us is learning more about how we can help people who have breathing problems and how we can help people who are suffering from anxiety or depression induced by stress. Stress is a measurable element. And our big push now is to understand how to integrate the stress measurements with everybody else's circumstances and talk back to the individual and say, hey, look, you should stand up, 
walk around the office, go get a drink of water at the cooler, and come back. I'll give you an example of why we think we can make a big difference here. Imagine we start seeing individuals' heart rate, respiration rate, skyrocketing a quarter to 10 on Monday morning. Well, we might worry. But actually, a quarter to 10 on Monday morning is before the weekly 10 o'clock meeting. So we don't call the alarm bells here because we know what's going on with the individual. On the other hand, if the same thing happens at a quarter to 10 in the evening in their home, then it's time to take some action. So our hope here is by using stress measurements in addition to everything else, we can start walking along with the individual and guiding them away from that kind of risk for anxious and depressed individuals that can push them over into trouble. Yeah, one of the things I was most impressed about um, reading about Anthogen on the website was just the pure array of tools that Anthogen solves for. One of them um, that was extremely interesting to me was the study one to help students um, study better. You want to talk a little bit about that? I have um, a child who is very smart and has a really hard time studying. She just looks at the page and nothing happens. Um, and she's dealt with this problem for a long time and she's overcome it. But it took a lot of effort because it was hard to know what she wasn't absorbing and hard to know when she wasn't absorbing it. But there are very simple tools that we can use to help studying, one of which is just to track your eyeballs with your phone. All the kids now have phones. There's a little tool that can track to see if you're actually looking at the material or staring off into space. And if you're staring off into space, you get a little ping and you get to look at an emoji. Fine, we're happy with that. We're not trying to make somebody feel like there's a nagging mother in the background, but we are trying to help people recognize how their study habits are and therefore to focus a little bit more on learning the material. Wow, very, very interesting. Um, so are there any parting words you wanna share with the audience before we close today? We really believe that healthcare as it is today has reached an end. There's no more money, there are no more doctors, doctors are burnt out, COVID really burned everybody out and they don't come back just because COVID seems to be over. Mm. The healthcare system can't reach out any further. People have to take their health in their own hands, but people need to know how and need a guide. And that's exactly what the Answers in Real Time advocate or assistant, depending on your perspective, is doing for them. It's a guide to managing their own health and to getting their health into a situation where they and their family are in control. Wow, that's wonderful. Well, I want to thank you, Daniel, for being my guest today and telling us all about Anthogen and ARTA. Um, and for those of you in the audience, I hope you'll join us again soon for our next episode of Bringing Virtual Care Home.